everyone. It's Hannah Nieves of the Asian House Podcast, and we are back. And we're talking about branding, which this is a conversation that we talk about all the time because a lot of the times we see founders focus just on the product itself. But if you are here for the long run, you are here for the long haul, we need to build a strong brand and a strong presence. And this is something that we've done with all the brands that we've created and a really big conversation when it comes to Thrive. And this can be applied to the business that you're creating. This can be the personal brand that you're enhancing. So let's break it down. So when it starts with, you know, creating a strong brand presence, let's just take a look at some of the brands that are really, really powerful, right? So if you think of strong brands that are entity focused, right? So let's just say SoulCycle, another brand with a really, really strong presence. Let's just say Stanley, the Stanley cup that's sitting here, another brand with a really strong presence. When it comes to personal brands, you know, you have people like Richard Branson who have a really strong presence and, um, you know, Oprah Winfrey or Sarah Blakely. And I think the biggest common denominator with all of them is that you know what they stand for. And that's a really, really big thing when it comes to building a cult-like brand is getting very, very clear on what the mission and purpose is, right? So if you think of Richard Branson, you think of innovation, right? You think of a trailblazer in entrepreneurship, If you think of Oprah Winfrey, you're thinking of philanthropy, you're thinking of a media mogul, right? So when you're thinking about building a strong brand, and it starts with this clear foundation, and I know this process might seem a little bit foundational, especially if you're listening to this and, you know, you might be thinking, Hannah, I already have a brand, you know, my business is doing great, but every brand is constantly going through a reinvention of themselves. And this is something too, as our brands have become more defined and we have a clear ethos across all of them, our mission and purpose has been so clearly defined, but it took three years to get there. It took three years of trial and error and constantly refining for us to come down to this core concept of redefining the way that we live and work. And that's what all of our brands are living and breathing. So that's the first step in the process of going through. And maybe this is auditing your brand right now. Maybe this is auditing where your brand currently sits within the marketplace. So the second thing I want to bring up too is that, and I mentioned this earlier, a lot of founders are so focused on the product. They're so focused on building products where it's, hey, I want to create this this service, this offering, and then they backfill the clients behind that. Whereas like we need to start with the clientele we want to be servicing first and make this a client and people for a focused brand first. Because when you focus on the people, you then create really, really great products and you create really great experiences. So starting with the people behind the brand is a big, big piece. And this can also include, you know, having a shared mission that your audience is bought into or tied into, right? And this plays into the position that you take within the market. People always ask me, Hannah, is the market saturated? Yes, it is very saturated right now. A lot of people came into the online industry, service-based industry in the last few years, um, you know, me being one of them, right? And a lot of people have surfaced when it comes to marketing and branding or any type of service-based industry. So it will always be saturated. But what differentiates you across you know, many other you know, founders out there is you and your positioning with the market. So that is your positioning with messaging, right? So what type of tone and what type of voice do you have within the market? This plays into your brand visuals, 
And this plays into, you know, not just the photography that you have, but what is the core essence? What's the aura around the brand, right? Some brands are more aspirational. Some brands are come off, you know, relatable, right? So thinking about how you want the brand to be positioned. When we were going through the rebrand of HN House, and we've been through several, uh, we're going on our third right now. With every iteration of our refinement of the brand, we've gotten more clear as to who we are and where we're putting our stake in the ground. So really getting clear on that will help you with your positioning. And your visuals are a big, big piece. When we rebranded the last round for H&N House, we drew a lot of the inspiration from the Hudson Valley, where we live, because that's a big piece of our brand here, because our goal is to cultivate the entrepreneurial community in the Hudson Valley and show people this beautiful place. Uh, the second piece was the um, your public library. So the library plays a very big role into our brand visuals, into the work that we do. So if you were to go on our website, you know our programs are the special collections. Our blog is the archives. We ordered these really cool, you know, public library cards from a library in Detroit, Michigan, and that played into our brand visuals. So really taking it down to such a granular level really makes a difference. And people see that. People see when you're really intentional with your brand. And that's a big piece for what we're doing here because it's not just we're selling mastermind services or business advisory. We're selling a movement. And when you can get people behind a movement, you get people bought in, you get people who are really loyal to your brand and you get people who are going to come back time and time again. So your positioning within the market is really, really important. And this is something that's not just a one and done thing. This is a fluid conversation that's going to take constant refinement over and over and over. So think about what do you want your brand to be known for? And this might be you. What do you want to be known for? You know, when people think of your name, when they Google search your name, what comes up? What are those three to five topics that come up that people are intrigued and they want to learn more, but they go to you for? So think about what you want to be known for in the market first, and then start to think about, like I said, your unique take on things, because that's what further helps your positioning is your content, right? That makes up your brand. You know, what's your take on the way that your industry is doing things? Do you have a unique approach to what you're doing? Are you doing things differently, right? What's your unique value proposition? That's what creates really, really strong brands. So we talked about positioning. We talked about messaging. We talked about the visuals. And this is a big piece when it comes to your visuals because, you know, you can have the best product or service, but if we go to your Instagram and then go to your website and your visuals and your message is not consistent across all of your social it's going to be a little bit disjointed. So one of the things that we always do with every client that comes into H&H House, whether you're in BAA and the Thrive Collective or anything along those lines, we always kick off with a business audit intensive. And this is really, really important because we go through and we actually audit your brand because we're looking at it from a third-party perspective and saying, okay, great, you have this pretty brand on Instagram, but I look at your LinkedIn and I don't see any experience on here. I don't see anything that is reflective of what you're actually doing or vice versa. You might have a you know a social media presence that's not so great, but your website's fantastic. So we wanna make sure that everything you're building is consistent 
So no matter if a consumer is going to look you up on your podcast or your LinkedIn or your Instagram, everything is consistent across the board. And we say this because your clients are going to do this. Your clients are going to search you. Your clients are going to look you up. And if you don't think that, you're wrong because clients are going to vet you at the end of the day. And this is a big piece because you can have the best service in the world and you can have all the experience, but if people search you and nothing comes up or if people search you and it's not consistent, um, it's going to impact the sales process. I can't tell you how many times people will tell me, yeah, I listened to your podcast. I listened to all your episodes. I went on your blog. I looked at your LinkedIn. I read your testimonials all before they even got on a sales call with me. They did their research. So help your clients by giving them all of the information that they need online before they even get to you. And the last piece when it comes to building a cult-like brand, and we talked about this before, is focusing intensely on your customers. This is a big, big piece Ask for market feedback, right? For market research. Ask for consumer feedback during the process from clients. One of the things that we've done uh, in the last few years and when we're working with clients is every single quarter, so we do a midway feedback form. If you're in a year-long container, you get this four times. We do a quarterly feedback form and we ask for feedback every single time. We ask them what they're enjoying. We ask them, is there anything else we haven't been supporting you with that you need support with? So we always give them the option to share feedback with us because it helps us do better. So always make sure that you are capturing the feedback from your customers. You're documenting that feedback from clients, right? And then from there, using it and applying it to your brand. And I think that's a big piece of building a strong reputation, which helps people come back. So like I said, you can have all the beautiful branding, all the beautiful, you know, marketing assets that are created, but if you don't understand your customer, it's going to be really hard to scale. And when you truly understand them and you can support them, you can service them, the sky's the limit when it comes to your business growth. And I think that's the biggest piece is that we're in the business of people at the end of the day. I think the biggest thing when it comes to uh, branding, especially in the beginning stages, is investing too, too quickly in, say, a website, for example. Um, when it comes to you know building your brand, this process takes time, and it's going to take a lot of refinement. So before you go and run and want to invest in all the things right away, you have to start with the foundational work first, which is, like I said, focusing in on why you're here, who you're serving, what the purpose is what your offers are. So that way you have a clear understanding of who you are and that will help you when you do make that hire. So when you're figuring out the visual identity of your brand, this is actually a really fun process and we love working on this um, with clients, is to get very clear on what are your sources of inspiration. So one of the things that we do, and this could be you know through a Pinterest board, this could be through going through a visual identity exploration exercise, but getting very clear of also what are you attracted to. So one of the exercises I make clients do is pull sources of inspiration, but not from your industry. So for me, I always look at the design industry. So I'm always looking at interior design and homes and um, Amber Interiors, Studio McGee. Those are like some of the big ones that I love to look at. And that helps me source inspiration for our brand. So it's really finding your sources of inspiration first and starting with how do you want people to feel when they experience your brand? And I think that's a big piece because you can still be 
high level and elevated, but also be relatable at the same time. And if you want to be a more aspirational brand, you can absolutely do that as well. But it starts with getting clear on how you want your brand to be positioned and those thoughts, those words that your consumers say when they are experiencing your brand. Um, So when it comes to being detail-oriented or, you know, wanting to loosen the reins a little bit on your brand. I think the biggest piece is as a founder is that you have to surrender um, control. And this is a hard one, especially I'm an Enneagram one. And, you know, our default with Enneagram ones um, are hyper controlling and, you know, high sense of standards, which is great, right? There's a great level of perfectionism that comes with that, but it also can be a downside too. And as founders, you have to realize that no one is going to do things the same way that you do. And that's the beauty of it. And as I've grown these businesses, I've realized I actually... I didn't hire people because they were just like me. I hired people because they had a unique skill set. And I hired people because they are going to challenge me to think differently. So as founders, you have to loosen the reins up a little bit and you have to surrender control. Otherwise, you are going to be the bottleneck in your business and it's not going to grow. Um, as it relates to AI, this is a big thing that's coming up right now. And we have a lot of service-based, you know, people in our industry right now, you know, whether they're marketers or, you know, they're brand specialists or they're in more of an op space. And I know the conversation of AI and tech has become a big, big conversation, especially as ChatGPT has blown up. And I think for a lot of marketers right now, AI is a really interesting and fascinating tool, but also a little bit intimidating because I think the question a lot of people are asking is, is this going to replace me? And it's a really big conversation, right? With AI having the ability to recreate what you look like. I mean, this is getting a little bit scary here, but it's true. And I think this comes down to that you need to have a personal brand because at the end of the day, like AI can do all the things and probably will be able to replace a lot of the things that you can do, but no one can replace you and no one can replace the personal brand that you have. So if you're not focusing on building a personal brand, you're going to be left behind. So if you love this episode, please share on social media. And if you need support on this, please reach out. We have several different ways of getting support when it comes to your brand, whether it's through the Brand Authority um, Accelerator or the Thrive Collective. We're here to support and we'll see you in the next episode. 